So at this point of the season, we have like 10 games left and the playoffs are rapidly approaching. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later, specifically the playing race. But I think we have to open with talking about the MVP race since that's been like the biggest topic of discussion the past couple of weeks. Gosh. There's lots of opinions out there, mostly about Nikola Jokic. So let's yeah. do a big <laughs> overview of the race and talk about where we all stand. It's gotten so nasty. It's gotten, nasty it's it's gotten disgusting in these streets about the MVP race. So, yep. The it's most the bad faith right arguments now. ever. This is... And it's annoying because this is one of the closest, most actually intriguing MVP races in a while now. Yeah. But the way yeah. people are talking about it is doing it such a disservice by acting like it's something that's a not. A wash. Yeah. People from both sides act like it's a complete wash and there's a distinct winner. There's no distinct winner. Yeah. That's preposterous. Yeah, definitely not distinct at this point. Yeah. Listen, they're, they're, they're bring people are trying to, <laughs> it's funny. It's just funny that the MVP race is now like a race relations topic. And, yeah, <laughs> exactly and depending on oh what side you fall on like you're either gonna be you know a certain type of person you're either gonna fall into a very specific demographic whichever side <laughs> you're gonna be black on. and white folks yeah <laughs> it's it's great though man yeah so for people who don't know for most of this year nicole Jokic has been considered the not runaway favorite for mvp but comfortably we think he's gonna win it mm-hmm. and over the last seven games they not him, but the fucking Denver Nuggets forgot how to win a basketball game, and they're two and five yeah. for the last seven games. Yeah, which it, we'll talk about why that is. Um, Go ahead, Mo. I was gonna say, not, I don't even believe like over the last seven games, like the MVP like ladder started to tilt a little bit for Nikola Jokic. I think it all started when like jo- Joel Embiid faced off Nikola yeah. uh, a couple of games, or maybe like 10, and got buckets on him. All yeah, night long, on him. a whole bunch and of them. And then that's when everything started to sway, and then you got yeah. guys like... Um, well, when it really started to sway is what we alluded to when Kendrick Perkins went on TV and said that he's winning these MVPs because he's white, and that these voters are implicitly biased, <laughs> yeah. and JJ Redick was like, oh, hell no, nah, let me tell you about some fucking stats. Mm. So that just started a whirlwind of the MVP discussion getting real nasty from both sides, which we don't really got to get into that. Yeah. But I, I think Kendrick Perkins succeeded in making this a race. Like he started the narratives that have taken the MVP out of Jokic's hands potentially. <laughs> Let's so go. Congrats to him. Let's go. Yo, Let's go. That, beats. that was go my ahead. only hope. That was my only hope. I told you at the beginning of the season that voter fatigue was going to happen. And the only way it happened was because Kendrick Perkins said, you guys are racist and you have to <laughs> give this black man this award or, or else all hell is going to break loose. And so for my prediction, exactly, for my prediction, Kendrick Perkins, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you. I, and I appreciate your work just for, make, just for making me right. Because right now, Joel Embiid is the favorite to win MVP. Yeah. He's, he's the, oh he's the God, favorite. Bro. And he's actually very comfortable in, in, in terms of like odds and, and consensus like you mean odds. betting odds? Yeah, in, ter- in terms of, of betting odds. So listen, it's, right now it's looking like it's Embiid's award to lose. I ain't Congratulations, lie. Kendrick Perkins, on continuing the just degradation of NBA discourse online. You Drew did good. Hanlon, Joel Embiid's <laughs> trainer, has been fighting for this for years now. Oh, he's the most annoying guy and in the world. He's gonna, <laughs> as soon as Joel Embiid wins, he's going to act like that motherfucker won the, the, the MVP himself, bro. <laughs> yeah. He's going to add this to his resume. He's one of the most uh, annoying people on Twitter soon because it's like, this is not your place. This is not what you're supposed to do, you know? <laughs> yeah. And he's one of the biggest, like, issues in terms of like the nba basketball community talk or whatever you want to call it you know mm-hmm. because it's just like if i'm joel Embiid, i'm telling him shut the fuck up this is none of your business you know like <laughs> you can't as a boy you can't tell him that like 
He's just looking out for him. No, but like but, he. So, it, to, to be honest though, he needed. I think. I think Embiid. He needs guys like like Drew Hanlon, and he needs guys like Kendrick Perkins. Regard regardless of like what the argument is, but he needed something to bring him back in because aside from all the discourse, he's like legitimately been playing at an MVP level. Oh, for sure. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it's like his numbers and the things that he's been doing have been ridiculous. And Bro. over like until the Nuggets forgot how to win games, like you said, I think that like Embiid was going to get overshadowed again. And there's been a couple times like over the past couple years, Embiid's been overshadowed by Jokic and he can go and put up 30 points a game and be one of the best defensive centers, defensive players in the league. And everyone's just looking at Jokic doing whatever he's doing. So I'm glad that Embiid actually is able to get his shine regardless. Again, it's kind of nasty how we got here, but the fact that he's getting his shine now yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A good is, is 100% deserved. For sure. Bro. That's that's the thing, is that he's being overshadowed, and the reason people are tearing Jokic down are just like non-intellectual, very stupid reasons. But the outcome is okay, because Joel Embiid deserves a shine too. Like They've both deserved it over the past exactly. few years, so you can't be Bro. mad at it. If Joel Embiid, which I'm pretty sure he's going to win because Lucas has been out over the last few, yeah. I don't know, week or whatever. And um, if Joel Embiid wins... This scoring title, this will be the first time in 47, damn near 50 years since a center won a scoring title in back-to-back years, bro. That's wild. And, like, that just goes to show, like, just how much of a talented and dominant era that we're in for the big man spot. And over the last three years, or who were the last three MVP winners? Was it Giannis, Nicole, and now Embiid, potentially? It's been it's Maybe. been Jokic it's been Jokic the last two and then and B, and then Giannis had two. The best three mm. players in the world are all big men. Like here we are. Yeah. And Before we keep going about this, let's uh, Damn. let's draw back a little facts. Let let's uh bring in a little bit and kind of give people a frame of reference for this entire MVP discussion. Because yeah. we've been alluding to a lot of stuff, but not really laying out where we're standing right now between the people that are in the race. So one, we have Nikola Jokic, who has been the odds-on favorite for most of the year. He's been the one seed in the West and putting up one of the best offensive seasons of all time. But in the last seven games, his team's kind of falling off, partially due to him, but partially due to his teammates. Then two, we have Joel Embiid, who had a very slow start to the year when people were really questioning his you know, uh, ability to be in shape and take the season seriously. But then he turned it the fuck on, and now he's averaging 34 points per game, arguably having almost as good of an offensive season as Jokic. And his team now has the same exact amount of wins as Jokic's team because of that slip. And then three, yeah. we're talking about two guys. We also have to talk about Giannis Antetokounmpo, who's in this yeah. race. His team is the best team in basketball now, the one seed in the East, has three more wins than the Nuggets. He's putting up 31 points per game, 12 rebounds, six assists, is probably you know the best player in the NBA. So this is, where we're, is. this is where we're at now. You, you, so you guys have said that we're talking about it as like, you know, Embiid's going to win. Do you not think Giannis has a chance? No, I don't. I, the I, need, I, there's I, no real narrative for him. Like, I, I, Donovan, I think he's the best player, best team. Like, that's always a thing. Yeah, I know, but like, there's no toxicity when it comes to Giannis' <laughs> conversation. I feel like you have that's to true. have some that's toxic true. ass. He doesn't have a Kendrick Perkins. Like, you're right. Fight for your life, exactly, bro. Yeah. You know. Yeah, okay, I think so that, I that's think, where we're at. Yeah, I think I think we're at the point, especially in Embiid's career, where we are looking at him and we're looking at kind of what he's done over the, over the last three years and saying it would be a shame if he retired and he yeah. doesn't have an MVP. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm saying? Giannis has his two MVPs. He has a championship right now. That's all he's chasing. All, all, all we're judging Giannis by at this point is what do you do from May, June, 
and I guess early July or, or whatever, right? He's he's being judged by the playoffs. And Bead still has steps to go in terms of getting to a conference finals, getting to a finals. And an MVP is a really big step in, in order to get there, like for a regular season status. So that's why I think Embiid has the leg up over Giannis, especially in the Eastern Conference, even though that Giannis' team has a better record. That's where Embiid makes up a lot of that ground is because he has people pushing for him to have this on his resume because his play clearly deserves it. Okay, well, let's talk about it outside of the... Because we know these narratives have been created by the media personalities we're talking mm-hmm. about. Let's talk about the actual performance on the court and who you guys think actually deserves it. I think that's more interesting. Okay. I, I, you, I still think Embiid. You still think Embiid? Yeah. I, I Are still, we so sure that Jokic is out of it, though? Like, you know, like, he, he's, had a slow, he's had a slow seven games, but, like, Joel had a slow 20 games to start. Granted, yeah. it matters when you have those in terms of these narratives building with only 10 games left. Mm-hmm. But do you guys think it's like a foregone conclusion that Jokic is out of it? Out of it, me no. personally, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion whatsoever. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, like you said, Joel Embiid started off the game hella slow. Started off the season hella slow. People were calling him lazy. I think if I remember correctly, I earlier in the season, Philly fans were fucking booing his ass uh, because it's the lack of effort on that the happens. defensive end. You know, like, yeah, that was a real slump to the season. If like, I feel like people. This is really weird, but I see the na- like the qualifications to win MVP and just win all types of awards. They're starting to evolve, and people are starting to care less about doing things on a consistent basis, on a totality for the entirety of the season. And they're just looking at things from like, what have you done for me yeah, lately? You're 100% and- right. It's like last year when Scotty Barnes won Rookie of the Year over Evan Mobley. All that matters to these awards races at this point with the way people have these like squirrel brains that only think, remember the last two months? Is yeah. it doesn't matter if you if your trajectory line is like this the whole time consistently, if you start low and then go up high as hell in the last month, that's always going to be superior in voters' minds. Yeah, exactly. And I I just don't think we can forget about just how disappointing Joel was. You know. Yeah. So let's think about all of them and talk about. You know, it's it's not the award isn't the best narrative for best player in the world mm-hmm. award. It's most valuable. So right now where we're standing. Let's go player by player and talk about this race and what each person has up on each other. So with Jokic, we'd all agree he's probably the best player, best offensive player in the NBA, right? Probably, yeah. Okay, yeah. Dude, I watched Nikola yeah. Jokic play in person the other day, bro. If you so thought that he was nice and like that, like on the TV screen, he's a completely different monster in person because he's really he's humongous and he really gets down there and he his body people just bounce off of his body and like it's so interesting seeing him hustle on the offensive end and get up the floor try to fly up the floor even though he really can't because <laughs> when he runs it looks like he's running with flip-flops so he just, doesn't, <laughs> just you know what i'm saying but the efforts there and seeing him push the ball up and just make passes flip-flops bro he makes if i he 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 mind F's you when he watches when you watch him play basketball because there's I'm over there on the court with the entire vision the entire view and he's making passes that I didn't even know were there yeah. he's through windows that I didn't even know were available so for sure it, like being averaging like nine nine point nine or ten assists per game whatever it is for Nikola Nikola yeah. Jokic right now as a center who's like physically uh, disadvantaged. You got, he might be the best offensive player yeah. in the NBA. I mean, he's an assist leader right now, and he's the most efficient. No, Trey Young is. Oh, you pass him? Oh, whatever. <laughs> yep. So he's top two in assists, the best best player, uh, best passer in the NBA over Trey Young, and he's the most efficient volume scorer. He's a seventy percent true shooting percentage 
He's the only one above 25 points per game who has that. Yeah. That's a ridiculous combination, as well as averaging 12 rebounds a game. So we know he's the best offensive engine in the league. He's leading the team that's still one in the West, despite their skid. But, you know, is tied and wins with the three seed in the East. So you can take that however you want if you value seeding or wins more. So we know he still has that. And the thing with Embiid is now the discussion has gone towards defense, obviously, because mm-hmm. that's the one thing that Jokic doesn't have. With Embiid averaging 34 points per game on a 65% true shooting with the same amount of team success, do y'all think that defense of, of Embiid is more valuable than, you know, just the overall playmaking of Jokic? I, I think I do. You do? I, okay. I, I, I think I do. Um, because I think, I think like, Philly has James Hart. Like they have a, a legitimate point guard who is one of the best distributors in the game. And yeah. even though, even though yeah, they're like, star. yeah. And so like Jamal Murray, he's, he's great. He's a good player. He's not the playmaker. He's not the facilitator that, that James Harden mm-hmm. is. And so not nothing. Yeah. Up. Yeah. And so like that, that onus Jokic can do it and he is doing it right. Like that's, that's his role. They put a lot more on him because he doesn't have a facilitator around him. And even with like Embiid, his role is, you're going to go out and get 34 a night. And I think playing two ways is extremely hard. Like when, like when we think about the best two-way players and people who are the best best on offense and defense, it's a very, very short list. Of yeah, people. he's not the best uh, on defense. Uh, he, he's elite on defense. He's slightly overrated when we talk about this because we were comparing him to Nikola Jokic, yeah? But he's not, put, he's not putting up the constant intensity and defensive impact as Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like, you know, there's a difference. Like, the way we're talking about his defense with this narrative mm-hmm. is as if he's Giannis. He's not. He doesn't put up that consistent effort as Giannis does play in and play out. Yeah, I know. I know that. But that again, but Giannis is, I I think that Giannis is the best player in the world. And Agreed. so like, and so because Giannis does that, he gets that title. I think Embiid is also in that, in that class, in that, sure. yeah. in that, in that tier. And so at least defensively, when it comes to comparing him to Jokic, that makes a very, very big deal for, mm-hmm. for me. The question I have is, Mo, you answer this. Yeah. Everything Donovan's saying is correct. The impact on defense is incredibly important. Like I'm, I, I'm always talking about this when we talk about these conversations, like defense matters. But when it comes to MVP voting, that hasn't always been the precedent. You know, like there's like, you know, carrying a team is usually offensive oriented. And we've seen all these guards who are offensive oriented and terrible on defense win. Does, do you feel differently about Jokic having that argument because he's a big man? Do you think his defense matters more? Do you think it should be treated the same way as James Harden? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is tough because like, I don't, I'm not hard set on any way whatsoever. Like it just depends on what you value. If you value like playing, a high level of basketball on both sides then it is what it is you do so you know but i feel like when it comes to trying to pick holes in these type of conversations you're kind of running around circles because like there's a certain thing like they're asked to do certain things on 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 the basketball court and that's dominate on all levels and they're just there's just too many this is a weird conversation to have, bro. Like, what is? I, I need to bounce it back off of you and hear what you believe, because this is just like, there's so many moving parts into it, yeah. and there's no simple answer, you know? Yeah. So first off, I think Giannis is the MVP for okay. the same the same logic that you're yeah. using for Embiid. I think it applies to Giannis. I think Giannis is the better defender. He's just as good an offensive player, though he's having his mo- least efficient season because he had that slow start and his jumper hasn't been falling. He's a better playmaker than Embiid. 
like I said, better defender. He has more team success, so that's always part of it. I think Giannis is the best defender, the best off, second best offensive player, and has the most team success. So I don't see why we shouldn't give it to him. I think the only reason we're not talking about him like we are Embiid is because there's no Embiid narrative. hasn't won it yet. Like you said, it's all narrative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to Embiid versus Jokic, I think it's similar to remember that I think it was the year Harden won. He won over Kawhi. Kawhi was second. No, the year Russ won. The year Russ won. My bad. The year Russ won and Harden was second. There was votes for Kawhi. He was third. Mm. I think that's a similar precedent, right? Of these two amazing offensive players who don't have shit on defense going for him. And then there's this two-way guy. He was third that year. And he probably should have been because his offensive impact as a playmaker wasn't there. He wasn't the all-encompassing driver of the offense like the two other guards were. Granted, it's a little bit different because defense matters more as as a center. And we're seeing that in these seven games that the Nuggets have been trash. A lot mm-hmm. of it is because Jokic has not been putting in the effort on defense. Like mm-hmm. looking at the numbers, they're 29th in rim defense in that time. So like a lot of the skid is because of his defense. Yeah. But the thing is that hasn't been all year, right? Before yeah. these seven games, Jokic's defense was pretty much perfectly fine. So and if we're taking the season in totality, every opportunity they've been waiting. That, that's the thing. Every they, clip they've, yeah. they've been they've been waiting for because like early on in Jokic's career, the narrative was he he's a bad defender, and then he got to like a passable level where he can mm. be like a, a you know decent team defender. But that narrative of oh he's just an offensive side of the ball that's kind of stuck, and so people have been waiting for the clips yeah. of Jokic to mess up on defense, and so this is this is a blood in the know, water. Yeah, th- this is this is a compilation of three years of people waiting to jump at, at the opportunity. You're so right, 100%. People you know, are so mad that this fat white boy is dominating the league and winning awards <laughs> over these players. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah, pretty yeah, frustrating. You know? And people just have this thing where, like, because this first take brain where they're like, if you don't win a chip, you don't matter. You're not doing it. You're, you don't deserve these MVPs. So it's yeah. just constant frustration of people feeling like he gets more hype than he deserves, which, you know, isn't true for the reason. Like, the reasons he gets hype are real. It's just some people are different types of fans. I don't appreciate the same things as other people. But like you said, it's I, I think, frustration. I, I, I don't. OK, so I don't think that it's like the hype that people are upset about. I think I think people are upset about the lack of slander that Jokic has, has gotten. Because, mm-hmm. because, because with with Humans are so weird, bro. Because with with <laughs> Ed, with okay, with Ed, with anybody that is in the prime of their career, coming off of two MVPs and hasn't been to a conference finals, like we're already having those conversations about Embiid, and I think Embiid has gotten, and again, I think it's fair when when we talk about Embiid. Mm-hmm. But Embiid has gotten those comments of, okay, like, when is it going to happen? Are you that guy? This and that. And that hasn't really been the case with Jokic. And so that's why I think. shouldn't be. But there's a reason. That's what people's frustration There's a reason that's not a conversation. Three years ago, he had a healthy team. He made it. He went to the conference finals, lost Mm -hmm. to the champion Lakers. Year after that, didn't have Jamal Murray, didn't make it. Year after that, didn't have Jamal Murray, didn't have Michael Porter Jr., didn't make it. Like his team Embiid has been consistently solid and there's been nothing added from his added to his team. That puts them over the top. There's been no, literally been no monumental move. The most monumental thing that's been placed on their team is like, okay, MPJ, he's nice. Let's go ahead and add Aaron Gordon. Now we can finally cook and try to do something. But yeah. their team just heavily just relies on the success of a fringe all-star point guard in the <laughs> loaded Western Conference. So yeah, it's like I don't even think it's that though. I think it's the fact that yeah, he hasn't been getting those slanders because he doesn't deserve it. He hasn't had a healthy team for two years. If Joel Embiid went two straight playoff runs of not having Ben Simmons or Tobias Harris and just rolling yeah. out there with everybody else, he wouldn't have got slandered either. But he had those guys and they still lost. Like, that's the difference. Yeah. You can say, like, on paper, he's the MVP. He didn't make the finals. Why is there no slander? But if you think about it for half a second and add in a little bit of context, 
the, which are the, also that context is why he won the MVPs because he did a lot yeah. with nothing. Yeah. To it's just, it's just ridiculous. Like it's just anti-intellectualism. And something for the average fan, the average hater, they just can't stomach the fact that damn, you're going to let this big ass pumpy white boy win three straight MVPs. The first yeah, that's another to thing. That since who? Yeah. Larry Bird, are you kidding me right now? So it's like yeah. it's just you just have to stomach that, and for like the average fan, seeing the, like there's it's just a huge reach at this point, you know, yeah. and it's just one of those like nematode nitwit ass arguments that they try to pull out of their ass and use this to degrade Jokic when in reality, like those that argument just doesn't correlate. It doesn't make sense whatsoever, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> And you're 100% right. And I think that's that's the problem with the current discourse is that if you want to say Joel Embiid should win it because you think his scoring matters and you think his defense matters and the team success is just as good, cool, do that. But to do this like revisionist history and act like Jokic doesn't deserve the things he's gotten because of these very just like surface level arguments about results without any context, then it's like, why am I listening to you? You're right? Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I swear to God, guaranteed, if you give Nikola Jokic... Jimmy Butler for, I don't know, 30 <laughs> games or however many games he played. Run. And Ben Simmons, who at the time would have been a great fit next to Joel, next to Nikola Jokic. R.I.P. Ben Simmons. Yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> ben Simmons for real, bro. That's like, <laughs> bro, he had be Ben Simmons, J.J. Redick, Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris next it's to him. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, there's, you can't tell me Jokic wouldn't do damage with that. You can't tell yeah, me you I'm wouldn't not, have made I'm at not, least I'm the, West, saying, the Western listen, West Finals. I'm, I'm, play, I'm playing the other side. I think another part of it is the for so long, the idea of who gets the MVP is best player, best team. And we've but seen, it never has been. And we, it, I mean, uh, listen, a couple times. Okay, my bad. I didn't uh, cut you uh, off. Go ahead. Go, go, a, get, a couple, get your topic off. A couple times it has. I think, but with Jokic, and we've seen a couple times in like the last, I guess, six years, starting with Russ. Yeah. West, Westbrook and Jokic have both gotten MVPs from outside the top three in the West or whatever. And so yep. I think from last year, like, Luka was the four seed with everything that he had putting up 28, 9, and 9. And he got into he got into a situation where he's he's out the play-in. They won 50 games with, with that roster that they had. And nobody thought that Luka was MVP. And it's like, okay, well, what are we doing if the guy who has all the numbers got more wins he doesn't he doesn't get the consideration you see what i'm saying like that's that's, like, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's why that's why i think a lot of the contention around Jokic comes from because it seems like there's a little bit of, of goalposts moving to get Absolutely. him to get him the awards but see i, I reply to that and i just say yeah. you're looking at the wrong things of why he's valuable like he won the mvp last year because the reason he's gonna win this year he was the best pass in the nba by far the most efficient volume scorer and took a team that was absolute piss to the playoffs. Yeah. Lucas' team was not absolute piss. Jokic's team was much worse, and he was better in every every stat. You every stat you look at, Jokic was better. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you have to look. You can't like see go back into history and see. Okay, if he did this this year, then why does this argument like apply over here? Because it's just it's different years, and it's just a different time in the NBA. And you can't just use the same exact qualifications. You can just use have like a basic like check off check box list and you can have you could have been like yo like luca probably should have had a little st- bit stronger of a case of an argument to win mvp the prior year but like at the end of the day like if you put luca luca's year in this season he's not even he's getting the jason tatum treatment where he's just going to be kicked yeah. out of the mvp race you know you, you, you want to talk about jason tatum a little bit how he completely fell sure. off the face of the earth sure. let's, the do let's do it 
that man was the leading favorite for the first couple of months of the MVP yeah. race because the Celtics were the best team in the league, and he was looked like he made the leap. And then uh, we've heard the joke a million times. That man put up concert tour dates, shooting splits <laughs> after the Damn. All Star break. It's it's been it's been so weird. The entire just shift in the Celtics from them to be like the number one seed, this offensive juggernaut, right? And they're they're just rolling, and they look like they were this motivated team coming off this finals loss. They're poised to make another run. And now I think everybody's kind of unsure about everything that's going on. You had the Jalen Brown article yeah. that came out this week where it doesn't really seem like like he wants to be in Boston or that Boston wants him, you know, truthfully. So a lot of things just seem fractured with the Celtics Bro, right now. If I'm Jalen Brown, there's zero, there's almost zero chance I decide to stick around with the Boston Celtics after how the old regime, like, basically put him on every block, treated that man like a goddamn prostitute. And, like, <laughs> any star available, he's out there. He's up for grabs. That's he just got to – it just depends Dangle on what they talking That's about. That's wild. You know? And, yeah. like, he was even dangled out there with the Kevin Durant talk. And now if I'm Jalen Brown, it's like, why would I want to stay with you when you when you try to put me on every single block, any opportunity that you have? That's kind of crazy. Like, what yeah. has he – if you're Jalen Brown, you know, it's like, what has he done to not be uh, okay, stable piece – cornerstone yeah. franchise type piece for you to not like leave because yeah. knowing the type of potential that we that we know he has and the ceiling of the player that he that he can be like it's like what can he do you know so if i'm jb i want out too so come to atlanta yeah well i wouldn't say too we don't know he wants out but yeah you're right i see that you can see why the frustration's there yeah. and you got to think if you're him like he's got to also be a little curious what he could do without tatum holding him back a little bit oh he like 100 percent visual level he a hundred percent thinks he's like, man, listen, if we if we ran the offense through me, we would have we would have won a title. <laughs> Especially <laughs> the way he was playing in the finals. I there's no doubt in my mind that he believes that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even if it's not like we would have won a title, he's gotta just be like, What can I accomplish on a personal level? Because like yeah. all these players talk about like I'm committed to winning, I want to do all this, but like and everybody wants to like, you know, see what they can maximize on themselves personally. Like everybody right. in every line of work wants to be the best version of themselves they can be. And he right. he's gotta be at least curious, right? A little Facts. bit, a little bit. Yeah. We'll see though. Do you, I guess we can talk about it a little bit. Do y'all think there's going to be a path? So let's say they don't make the finals this year. They lose Ooh, to the Bucks in the, in the Eastern Conference. Do you think we're heading towards a path where he eventually wants to get out? Let's say the summer. He's going to be out the summer. An unrestricted free agent in like a year, a year, two years, right? I'm not sure when his free agency is up. I'll, I'll take his guys. I, I think it's in 2027 or something along that nature. Right. Well, but, let's, um, let's get more spicy though. Is he requesting a trade this summer if they don't make the finals? Requesting a trade this summer is freaking nuts. I don't yeah, think he requests a trade this summer. I think probably the Boston Celtics with that type of organization, they'd probably be, be they'd probably be proactive and try to move him before he even tries to request a trade. That's just the type of organization. They moving are, JB bro. is crazy though. I know, I know, it's absolutely nuts, bro. But <sighs> looking at him, bro, that. I, this, that'll be a terrible mistake on both sides, in my personal opinion, if they were to split. I don't think JB should try to venture off and see what he can do as the number one option because that could just go terrible for his NBA yeah. career, and he might not ever get a chance to win again and shit like that. And as for the Celtics, it's like there's no contention. You know, I if, if you were the Celtics and if you had an actual chance to go ahead and trade for KD, would you have done that for JB? Yes. <laughs> I, I I would I would have I, like listen he's good. I don't think it's as easy as you think but maybe it's tough he, he's good Jalen Brown is good he's having a career season it's Kevin Durant it's Kevin yeah. Durant Kevin Durant's thirty four and he's never healthy 
who cares? We have Jason Tatum in his prime. And if you think that Tatum is who he has the potential to be, that he can be this elite two-way wing that can carry a franchise, you don't have to put all the pressure on him. And you just say, hey, let's go get Kevin Durant who can get 30 points in his sleep. And I we- think the opposite. I think if you think Tatum is that guy, then you don't need a second star. You can continue yeah. to have the good team around him with depth and a second star already. Like, I guess, I'm sorry, it's opposite. Like, if you think he's that good, he's like a top five player. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. have to go the all in route. I mean, you're already good enough. You're just in the finals. Exactly. Like, you know, like I think you just focus on the things around him. Jalen Brown's averaging 27 points per game on damn near 50 percent shooting from the field. That's good. crazy. And it's not going to be good enough. <laughs> it might be. Why not? Like, they're, they're, yeah, they're, it might be. Jalen Brown's like that, bro. Well, I know you're you've been declaring the Bucks championship since the summer, so I get it. They're my favorite too, but it, they're definitely good enough. They can win a series against the Bucks. Like it's not like you know, it's a toss up. I'm listen. We have seen this iteration of the Celtics make get the finals. To, get to get get to the finals up to one, and then just refuse to hold on to the ball. Tatum, <laughs> they they refuse they refuse to stop t- turning the ball over. They were up to one. Gave up three straight games to. And listen, Steph Curry, all time great. He's him, right? But it's <laughs> but it's just Steph Curry, and they're playing four on five on defense because Draymond Green is not doing anything, and they blow every single one of these games. Personally, I think that if they do not win the finals this year, you have to start looking for other mm. options. Brown only has one more year left on his contract. Next year's Ooh. next year's the last year of his contract, and then he becomes an unrestricted free agent. There yeah. would be trade talks with Jalen Brown, and he if they don't if they don't win. I think he probably gets moved. Oh, do you think he gets moved by his own accord, or they move him? Um, I don't. I don't know. They'll probably play a game of chicken to see, like, okay, are are you gonna try and trade me first? Am I gonna have to request it? I'm not sure, but I think that he gets moved if they don't. Okay. It's only it's a smart thing for them to do. They're one of the brightest organizations, also most proactive organizations. Before they see some bad shit happening or potentially happening, they move ten times as quicker, bro. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, in my opinion, know. the smart thing to do is continue to build around your two star wings. I, I agree, but <laughs> if Jalen Brown already has one foot out, and if he's going to leave some quotes out like this around some of the most important times of the season when you're supposed to start gearing up for the playoffs, like. You got to start thinking about yeah. the future and looking ahead. If you should need to based off based off the future decisions and based off what happens in the playoffs and also like how this these next few weeks play out. So that's fair. Yeah, I guess only they can know what the vibe is in the locker room. See if he's if he's yeah. really like actually think about wanting to go. And it would, it would make sense either way, right? You can't really be surprised either way with Jalen Brown. Yeah, exactly. Bro. So let's uh let's move on from the Boston Celtics. Let's get into what the second half of this episode is supposed to be about. Let's talk about the play-in races because right now they are absolutely ridiculous. Let's do it. Oh my God! Who, who are we going to start first? with? The East or West? Let's do West. Okay. Okay. The West is crazy, dude. So, I woke up and I saw the Lakers with the 11th seed. What the hell happened? I missed bro, like three a couple days, days ago, of basketball and they fell off. But see, the thing is, they did it. They lost two games. It's that close. <laughs> like <laughs> they're the same. God. They just lost two games. God, man, that's insane. So right now, think, the play-in race. Mm-hmm. It counts every team from the Clippers through the Pelicans in the West. Okay. So right now, because the Clippers, you guys know, just lost Paul George. He's going to be out pretty much the rest of the regular season. They're currently the five seed, but they have two wins over the 11 seed. So we're going to throw them into this mix. Okay. So we got the Clippers at 38 wins, the Warriors at 37, the Thunder at 36, and then the Mavs, Timberwolves at 36, 
the Jazz, Lakers, and Pelicans all at 35 wins. Whew, this is so A lot close. of teams. This is so close. Wow. I just hope that I, I see the Pelicans it. and Utah Jazz fall off. Don't nobody want to watch them <laughs> in the playoffs again. The yeah, we, we got to get them out of here. No one wants to, like, give Utah any TV time. Like, they already yeah. had the all-star break. Like, let's just give it a rest. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's start from the top. The Clippers yeah. are currently the five seed. We said it. Paul George is out of there. They finally found a way to win with Russell Westbrook after the one and five start. They're using him off ball a lot. He's crashing the boards really hard when the teams aren't guarding him. And just in general, it's working. I think you could say that. Well, it works yeah. for playoffs, TBD. But for the regular season wins, it's working. What do you guys think they're going to be now for the rest of the season with Paul George out and Kawhi not playing back to backs, but a relatively deep team? It's Westbrook time. Oh my god! <laughs> it's bro. Russell Westbrook time. I think that I think they're going to be fine. Um, mm-hmm. I think they'll be able to to tread water. Like Kawhi's playing at an ridiculous level, and so I think like if, he's back. Yeah, let's talk and about so, it. And so if Russ can be, if Russ can be solid, which is what he's been since since he's gotten there, I think what six and I mean if they have nine games left, five and four, six and three, like I think that's very very reasonable to ask of them. Okay, I think five makes sense. So they finish with forty three wins. That should get them the five seed. Yeah, yeah. Do you agree, Mo? You think they're staying at five? You just talk, did you say something to me? Yeah. yeah, I said, do you agree, Mo? Do you think they're staying at five? Oh, my bad. Yeah, something happened with the audio. But um, I think it's possible. Who I wonder who are their face. It, it really depends who they're facing off these next few games because I think with, like, the wild inconsistency that they've had without on their roster, like, there's been no Kawhi for chunks of time. Oh, like, and they've made all these random-ass trades left and right. They bring in Bro- Bones Island, and then they go ahead – and get rid of get rid of like Reggie Jackson. Like it's just hard. It's hard to predict with the Clippers. They have they've yeah. had on paper the most volatile season out of every single team in the NBA because they've had 80, 80 million different lineups. You know, and now <laughs> you have to plug in a couple more lineups because you're missing an All Star player in Paul George. So I I I don't want to say that I'm too confident in the Clippers right now. Even though they've so, like found hit their stride over the last like seven games, I believe, and I think they've been five and two, and they've been hitting across like all the cylinders. Paul George is Paul George, man. And Kawhi yeah, is going to miss underrated him. season. Yeah, very underrated season and like I think they're going to miss I think they're heavily going to miss him and his creation and I don't know if I can lean on Russell Westbrook as much. But I think they are a team that has the luxury to go ahead and like if Russ does pull up a pull off some stinkers you have the luxury to pull him off because you got guys like Eric Eric Gordon, uh you got Bones, you got Norman Powell, so they're a deep team, but I just don't yeah. know if I trust us. Norman Powell's hurt right now, but assuming he comes back soon, I kind of agree with Donovan. I, th- I think they'll probably hold on to the five seed. They only have a one game lead on it right now, so you never know. But it makes this discussion easier if we just say they're the five seed because there's so many other teams. Yeah, yeah. The Warriors Gosh. are at 37 wins, 36 losses. They continue oh, the to slums. be the worst road team in the fucking history of the NBA. That is crazy. They're literally right now the worst road team in the NBA have a worse road record than the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, man, that's crazy. You couldn't get more wins than the Rockets on the road? Oh, man, that's uh, crazy. Nasty. Yeah. But apparently they're still the sixth seed despite that. So clearly at home, they're just rock solid. They still mm. don't have Andrew Wiggins, who's out with his personal issues we don't got to talk about. Steph's back. Do you guys think they're holding on to the sixth seed? I think so. I think I trust them a little. I think I trust them more than Oklahoma City. I think I trust them more than Minnesota. And even though mm-hmm. that cat's coming back, we saw at the beginning of the year, they still had a whole bunch of things to figure out. 
And I don't think that 50 games of absence from Cat is going to make that work immediately in the last 10, you know, nine or 10 games. So I actually think Minnesota is going to struggle a little bit. And then Utah's Utah. And yeah. And then the Lakers are what? Two games behind them? A game, game and a half they behind have, them? They have one less win. Okay. Yeah, so, I, yeah I one game. I, I think Golden State stays there. Under my two less wins, my bad. With how I'm looking at their schedule right now, just looking at the homes, home games and away games, they have one, two, three, four, five home games compared to one, two, three, four uh, away five games. And four. Five and yeah, four it so, is. Uh, yeah, and they're definitely going five and four. And also, look, just looking at the strength of the schedule as well, they only have two, like, uh, they have kind of three tough to, or four tough games under that. That's against the Sacramento Kings at home, Denver Nuggets at home, or at their they're at a way actually and then the rest they got the king i mean they got the spurs they got the pelicans and the t-wolves who are and eh. and then you got the dallas mavericks who have been like up and down on a consistent basis without luca so i like their odds actually okay so let's see let's assume the clippers and warriors hold on to five and six now okay. it gets interesting because now we're at the actual playing spots we got four spots for the thunder mavs t-wolves jazz lakers and pelicans Let's talk about the Thunder. The Thunder have been mad impressive lately. They're up to the seventh seed right now. Shea is just absolutely him. J-Dub is making a rookie of the year push. Josh Giddy, Josh Giddy. Are they going to make this seven, eight seeds? Yes, sir. Okay, let's yeah. go. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna make it. Look, their offense as a whole needs a lot of work, but they've been able to get mm-hmm. they've been able to get a whole bunch of these wins because their defense is fantastic, bro. Like, listen, they are top ten in defensive rating. Their defense is fantastic fantastic without a center it's crazy it's it's wild and it's like look they're 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 pretty good um especially like in in their recent games they're pretty good at keeping people away from the rim but their the problem is that like when people get to the rim they score on them and so like that's their issue but if <laughs> but if people aren't getting there in the first place then like that's how you can set up your your defense to be top 10 and as long as you have a volume scorer like shay who can get 30 on any night from anywhere yeah. that he wants to, you're going to be okay. God, man. Yeah, man. Okay, I can't express how much sense. I love J-Dub. He's just yeah. so good. You love him. And yeah. we, we could talk about their future a little bit because it looks like he's don't want to make the mistake of like always going to be next star, but like he's going to be a really fucking good player. Yeah, I don't know if he'll have... I don't know if he'll be a star, but I think he's one of those players who will guaranteed be like a French all-star and similar to Drew Holiday, like he's going to find himself in maybe an all-star or two throughout the entirety of his career just because of how good of a goddamn teammate he is, bro. He's a fantastic player to play next to. If I was a star, this will be my guy in the locker room because he just makes <laughs> your life easy on every level of basketball out there. On the court, so yeah, he's a smart team defender. He can pass a little bit. Has this really good ball handling ability with his length, even though he's only like six yeah. five. Like he's just he's such a some reason for some reason a really good fit next to Shea and Giddy, even though he's not the best perimeter shooter. Like yeah, it's it, some reason it works. And now you're gonna add Chet Holmgren to it next year. Yeah, and yeah, and whatever draft pick that you get next year, I think they're getting two first or something like that. So they are. Yeah set up perfectly for the future and something that we need to acknowledge more is i haven't seen one person i think mike brown is going to win coach of the year for the uh, sacramento kings but old dude on the on okc deserves some votes definitely. say his name say his name i don't know his name i, I said old dude <laughs> for a reason <laughs> why would you tell me why would you put me on the spot like that i know his Mike, name but it's really hard to pronounce i never know if i'm saying it right 
It's like Mike Dagnalt, I think is how you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, I, 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 I thought it, I knew it was his first name started <laughs> He's with old an N, but outside of that, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're Absolutely. right. You're right. He 100% deserves some credit because, like I said, their three best players are all ball handlers who aren't particularly good perimeter shooters, and they have no center. They start a six nine power forward at center, and for some reason, they're a top ten defense and a suitable offense around their stars. Like, it doesn't make sense that they're good, but they just it just works. No one could have projected this. No one could have seen this coming. And every single time I doubt the Thunder or just assume they're going to fall off, they come right back and they do the unexpected. And they beat a Los Angeles Clippers team with Kawhi Leonard and PG and Russell Westbrook, I guess, leading the forefront. So, yeah. They continue Let's talk to about the, what, the Mavs. They're 36 and 36, currently eighth seed. People have been writing doom and gloom about them for the past week. I don't know why. Luka Doncic is hurt. Why are we making serious claims about this team being shit? I don't get it. Because they, 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 weren't, they weren't winning games with Luka. You're and right. They, but, like, who gives a fuck about the last five games because he wasn't there? We learned nothing. Luka Doncic isn't there. <laughs> That's kind of But he's coming back. Deal. He's coming back. And you, you're right. He, they weren't good when he was there when they had Kyrie. Do you see that changing or do you see them continuing to be trash? No, they're going to continue to be trash. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's simple play. I... I haven't had much hope for them. Again, my entire thing with the Mavericks is next season, after we get an offseason and they have time to evaluate and they have time to go get other pieces, right, to replenish the depth that they gave up to get Kyrie, if they need, if they even keep Kyrie, right, because he's a free agent, and I assume that they will. But next year is the year that we have to be worried about them. I think this offensive system of having these two elite guards that do absolutely everything and not too much help around them, especially defensively, that is going to be troublesome. I thought it was going to be a problem in the playoffs and that they were going to be able to like skate around in the regular season, maybe get a couple wins. They can't even do that. They can't do that. So I don't think, I don't have a lot of hope for them. Okay. Yeah, they're so, two and four over the last six, and their schedule doesn't look very favorable towards them. They got the Warriors right up next, and then later on down the line, they got the Sixers, Miami Heat, the Hawks, the Kings, and the Bulls. Those are not Ooh. easy wins, bro. Those are not going to be easy walks not. in the park. So what do y'all think? Are they going to fall out of eight? I think they're going to fall out of eight. Yeah. If any, out of all the teams, I think they're the team set to do that because of just the injuries. Just naturally, you know, you don't have Luka. I don't think you're going to He's coming back team. next game, though, probably. If he's, yeah, but assume he's back he the rest of the year. year. That don't matter too, too much. Yeah. Yeah. Even so if, assume even he's there the rest of the year. If they fall out of eight, sure. Are they going to fall out of nine and ten? Ah, I mean, it's, a, it's, I want to say no, but it's only a game difference. So, yeah. I, so it's like, you can't, yeah. you can't be shocked if they do. For sure. Wow. That would be but crazy. Lucas coming that back. Would be crazy. Th- it'd be ridiculous. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and assume they stay in nine or 10. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say they drop. Okay. The the T Wolves we talked about it. Carlton Towns coming back. He's coming off the bench this Wednesday, uh, which is today. I don't know why I said this Wednesday. <laughs> you you said it earlier, Donovan. When he was there beginning of the year, they were trash. That yeah. Rudy Gobert Carlton Towns back uh, front court was ass. There's really no reason to believe it's gonna be good now, right? No, I don't. I don't think so. What do you think about about the T Wolves going forward? Do you think the same thing? Uh well I think Mike Conley helps because D'Angelo Russell was a clear bad fit who hated <laughs> Rudy Gobert yeah and like explicitly so it'll be better like they weren't they're not gonna be as trash as they were the first ten games of the year when Cat was healthy that was just like unsustainably bad they needed time to gel mm-hmm. so they'll be better do I think they'll be good no are they Wait. make are they making nine and ten hell no 
I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, their schedule is treacherous. Like, they only have, like, I want to say two nights off against certain teams, and that's the Brooklyn Nets and the Portland Trailblazers. And the rest, they go against, like, okay, oh, no, you got to pay attention to the... Huh? I, I said they, they play the Spurs. <laughs> that's a win. Oh, yeah, the Spurs as well. I missed that. But... You got the Hawks, Warriors, Kings, Suns, Lakers. Like, bro, you're going to get shot. You're going to get beat up. And, like, adjusting Rudy, Rudy Gobert, putting Rudy Gobert back in that system, their defense has not been as good as any of us hope to be, but it's definitely improved drastically yeah. as time has gone on. Rudy Gobert is playing a way more natural fit and playing a, someone at the four who can actually move their feet. Um, has helped a lot and has done wonders for them. And obviously, just all around, they've just grown as defensively as a team. Offense is still eh, shaky, hasn't been as good as you wanted it to be. But throwing in Car Anthony Towns into that equation when it just doesn't sound like like it doesn't sound like it'll be conducive to wins right now. I think it comes down to is Anthony Edwards gonna be healthy? He's coming back exactly. this next game probably. We'll see if he's just like back to hundred percent right away. Yeah. And really. Is he going to be able to gel with these two centers? Because that was the biggest problem game of the year. Is that he hated the fit? You talked about it. Like he just like couldn't do it for some reason, which was a funny comment. But yeah. he's had time to get used to Rudy Gobert, and he's playing the best basketball of his career with Rudy Gobert there. So I guess there's no reason to think it can't continue with Cat because the problem was Rudy Gobert at the start of the year. But you know, it's a it's a new thing and new touches going to him. It's a different equation. So what do you guys think? Do you think Anthony Edwards is going to continue to be great in the last ten games? I think he might take a step down, um, especially because he he was hurt for a little bit. He, listen, he recovered very quickly. But yeah, what the fuck? They shoot him up within the locker room. Ex- they listen, need to start an investigation with that. He was in a boot. That I was just about to bring that up. He was on the bench with the boot, and I listen. I know he's he's twenty one, twenty two years old. The body heals yeah. much faster when you're younger. But I think that like if you have a serious foot injury or serious, but if you have a foot injury and you are a very athletic player, you might slow down a little bit. It might take a little bit of time to, to ramp back up, but this is the last nine games. Like you don't have a little bit of time yeah. to ramp back up. You have to be just as good. And I don't think that that's going to be the case. Yeah. You're asking him during these not last nine games to be at the exact same level that you left off at. And on top of that, we're putting another big ass light school lights can do in the paint for you to go <laughs> ahead and figure out. And you were just complaining about this 50 games ago. And now you're right back in the same exact situation. <laughs> Carry us to the homeland. It's crazy. It's not happening, bro. That is a lot of <laughs> games just, to miss. I'll be I'll be shocked if it happens, bro. Okay. So, do you guys think the Jazz and Pelicans are both going to drop out? I hope oh they yeah, Pels are Pels are done. I'm, they I'm, done I'm, I'm, I've no hope for the Pelicans. So it yeah, sounds like not, you guys have yeah. said you said the Thunder are going to stay in seven or eight. The Mavs are going to fall to nine and ten. So I think we all agree the T Wolves are going to be the other nine and ten team. Yeah, it could be. So that leaves the Lakers. Are they going to be the eight seed? Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the way this man rolled his <laughs> they eyes. <are. sighs> So let's talk about it. Are you discouraged whether there's a couple of Lakers games that they shit away and lost really bad games? Um, discouraged? Discouraged? No. I think the Mavericks game was just funny in, in my opinion, just watching because Anthony Davis had the worst two minutes that you could possibly have. It's crazy. Just, Damn. I mean, listen, you fouling people, you missing, you missing free throws, you uh, have have bad closeouts on the um, you know bad defensive positioning on the on the game winning shot. It's just it couldn't have gone worse for AD. Yeah, and so after a good game too, it's 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 just funny to watch. But I think that they're fine, and especially if if LeBron's able to come back and play at least five games with them, like D'Lo's playing really well. 
Austin Reeves just had 35 the other night. He's hooping. Jared, white Jared, Jesus. Jared Vanderbilt is fantastic. Oh, he's he's on Kendrick Perkins' hit list, bro. Guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be like, see, NBA put that man, gave that man a one-hour highlight video. <laughs> All, that? Side note, amazing troll by the NBA media social team. Tricky putting the hour-long highlight table Austin Reeves. They knew what they were doing. People were going to be pissed. It's listen, hilarious. Gosh, listen, Ken, Kendrick was on to something because, listen, Mo's Mo right. He dropped 35. He got an hour-long mixtape. And then the <laughs> next day, they, the next day, Reports came out like, yeah, Austin Reeves is about to get a fifty million dollar contract from the, yeah. the Lakers. Like, they I bet four years and people were like fifty million a year. Love, yeah, they loved themselves some Austin Reeves. But yeah, but yeah, the, the Lakers. I think the Lakers are gonna make the play in. I think yeah. I feel comfortable saying that. People were like freaking out because they lost these two games they should have won. And on one hand, yeah, you can't afford to lose any games right now if you're the Lakers. But against the Rockets, that's an embarrassing loss. They didn't have AD. They didn't have D'Lo. Oh no, they did have D'Lo. They didn't have AD or LeBron. D'Lo played like shit. I'm not taking a whole lot from a game where AD didn't play. Of course they're ass and they don't have AD or LeBron. And then the the Mavs game, you're right. It was just AD having a terrible two minutes. He missed two free throws in the game, fouled Maxi Kleber on a three-point play, which he made all three, and then allowed him to hit a game-winning three. Incredibly unlucky. It doesn't say a whole lot about them as a team. You know, like It's unfortunate, but they'll be fine. If you believe they're going to be in the play-in two weeks, uh, a week ago, you should still believe that. Facts. Yeah, yeah, I don't have no worries about they, the Lakers, bro. Yeah, they they should. I will say though, right? So we're recording this on Wednesday night. They they play the Suns tonight at home. Their next four games are not gimmies. They have the Suns tonight. Then they play the the Thunder on Friday, which is going to be huge for tiebreaker reasons. And then they have a home and home with Chicago. And so those aren't those aren't layups. Yeah. So like I expect them to get in, but it wouldn't be shock hard. me. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, uh, I think these two really bad losses probably prevented them from getting to 7 or 8. But 9 and 10, I think, is still pretty feasible. Because the Pelicans have the same record as the Lakers right now. I don't see any reason to have faith in the Pelicans. The Jazz, we keep saying they're going to fall out, but they're just not. So we'll see what that goes. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Every time I look at my NBA app, bro, and I see that they collected another win... I'm like, damn, bro, when are these motherfuckers going to go away? Like, no one wants to see this <laughs> shit. Shout out to Lowry. Love that dude, but goddamn. But quick question. What is LeBron's status? Like, what is the last thing that y'all have heard? Because I haven't seen anything on, on yeah. Twitter. So, they, the last thing that was said by an actual public speaker was Darwin Ham said they expect him back during the regular season. Whatever that means. <laughs> but it's not imminent. They didn't announce he's going to return to practice. And if they did, that would mean he needs like a week of ramp-up time. Yeah. So... He's at least a week away, so it means he's at least probably four or five games away. So, it's like Donovan said, maybe they get five games out of him. Ah, man. Yeah, so I think the goal is the last four or five games I can have him back. That's the hope. He's an old man. Yeah. He's an old man. Wow. Yeah, man. That These hurts. injuries are collecting and they're starting to fucking ramp up, bro. Yeah. This shit is tough out there. Listen, we're at 50 point. minutes in this episode. We haven't even talked wow. about the East. Should we just save it and talk about the East next, next uh, episode? Sure. Yeah, I'm down to save it, or we can speed run through it. Doesn't matter to me. What you want to do, Donovan? Let's let's speed run through it because I don't want to spend a lot of time on the on the yeah. Raptors. Um, okay. Let's go. Let's, yeah. let's, 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 let's talk about the, the Eastern plane. Yeah. Shit, so like, over here we have a little bit less teams. We have seven teams that are technically still in the playing race. We have the Nets who are sitting at the five seed, at thirty nine. I mean six seed at thirty nine and thirty three, and then we have the Heat at the six seed. My bad. At the seven seed who are 39 and 34, essentially the same record. Then we get the actual play-in teams. 
At eight, we have the Hawks, who are the most mid-team imaginable at 36 and 36. Bro, dead even. how mid they are is literally historic. Like, <laughs> Yeah, you saw that graphic. They are the first team in NBA history <laughs> over the last 26, seven years to be consistently one game <laughs> over or under 500. For 25 straight games. Like, that is absurd. You don't see this type of mid. This type of mid needs to be studies <laughs> in, in our future, in our bro, in future classrooms. This is a masterpiece. How do you look yeah. so good, but so bad, then so good, and so ass on a consistent <laughs> basis? I don't know how you do it, bro. So I'm just appreciating greatness. There's all levels of greatness, and being mid is just something that, you know, you just need to sit down and just be in awe about. Like, Listen, oh, history man. is history. You don't see it every day. Exactly. <laughs> Take it for what it is, bro. <laughs> Below them at nine, we have the Raptors at 35 and 37. At 10, we have the Bulls, who are looking like they're going to hold on to that 10 spot at 34 yeah, and 37. Surprising. And then at 11 and 12, we have the Pacers and the Wizards, who are both 32 and 40. They're, they're done. I was say, do you think they're done? They're only two games behind the Bulls, who the Bulls have been playing pretty decent lately. Surprisingly, they've had like a top 10 defense the last 20 games and a yeah. god-awful offense, which is weird when your best Zach players Levine are DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, and Vucevic. But they're a good defense for some reason. Y'all think they're holding on to that 10 spot? Yeah. The yeah. Patrick Beverly effect is real, man. I think they're like 8-4 yeah. and four with, or maybe 9-4 and four or something like that with Patrick Beverly. And his voice is a real thing. He has he may not like put up the impact of guys like Alonzo Ball and stuff like that. And obviously, like the skill and talents are not there. But like just straight up all the intangibles, that has played a real factor, surprisingly, as to the, for their success, bro. Yeah. So. Yeah, they're rejuvenated. And, and also, look, Levine is going since since the All Star break. Levine is going stupid. He's averaging like he's thirty, back. bro. He's averaging thirty points on 50, 40, 90 splits since since the All Star break. It's ridiculous. And now on top of that, healthy. Yeah, he's he's hitting. Demar Derozan's taking threes on a nightly basis. Like this is this is their offense still isn't good, but you're seeing signs from the offense of like, oh, you guys are taking steps towards being competent, which is very like interesting that it took this long to get there. You know what that gets him? The Patrick Beverly. You know what that gets him? It secures him the ten seed over the Pacers. Congratulations! <laughs> yep. <Got> the, <laughs> the loose of the Raptors in the first round of the play-in. Yeah. Oh wow, that's a disaster. Because yeah. the because the Raptors are a disaster. The Raptors are so annoying to watch. I I don't I don't have fun. I think I think they're gonna end up like in the play-in. They're still gonna be like a nine or ten seed. They should be first round of the play-in exit. We need to yeah. wrap this up. I'm not trying to see them anymore after April eleventh, twelfth, whatever day it is. Yeah, Pascal Siakam has slowed down a little bit, and without him being as good as he was at the start of the year, they really don't have Zero shit games. going for him. Nothing. They, for a few games, it looked really good with Jakob, and it's now they're just back to being the Raptors. You know, it was just it was a blip. Tear it down. It was a facade. They lied. Yeah, this offseason, Masai Ujiri needs to be he needs to be evaluated as a GM. <laughs> he needs to be like, investigated. Revamp, bro. <laughs> so, the goddamn NBA is a suspect. Who do we have next? Are we? Is it? Is it time to talk about the, the Heat? Hawks what do you guys think about heat? the Heat? Ooh, I think they the jumped heat. to get the six seed, and Brooklyn Ooh. falls down, and yeah. they probably end up playing Philly in the first round. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. the I think the Heat are locked to make the six seed. I agree. Yeah. They have sure. the same amount of wins as the Nets, who have not been a winning team since the trade deadline, as you would expect, given the fact that they traded Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Yeah. But, you know, at least they have Mikel, who's amazing. Yeah, and that's it. Exactly. <laughs> so, Shout out to the East. The Pacers were making a push to the Bulls in the 10th seed, but Tyrese is hurt again, so it's kind of just like they're dead in the water. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's too many injuries for them. 
And the Wizards are the Wizards. I don't even know what what they're thirty two. Donovan 40. was hyping up the Wizards. They a let me down ago, so bro. badly. I can't so believe <laughs> you did that shit. Listen, they were playing good. They were playing good basketball. And maybe listen, <laughs> maybe were, it's my fault. Maybe it's my. I fault. never want to see you. I should have understood. Wizards again. <laughs> I should have understood that it's the Washington Wizards, and that at the end of the day, they are going to let you down. They are two and eight in their last ten games. God, it is awful did, since bro. since the All Star break. They are 25th in offensive rating and 25th in defensive rating. That's so fucking awful. It is terrible. It's terrible. I was talking about them making a push to the 18th, and they were right there. And Bradley Beal is just like, nah, I'm going to just play worse. Kyle Kyle Kuzma, Kristaps Porzingis, nah, I'm just not going to be the same player. And we're just going to fall off again. It's me. It's my fault. that's, That's on me. I'll take that one. I'll take that out. Bro, what's happened to Bradley Beal? Why is he just like Dude, not as good anymore? I don't know. I don't NBA, watch him enough. Like respect and just hierarchy in the NBA has fallen off a cliff. It feels like, bro. Like just no one cares anymore about the top. Like, of does he not want to average thirty anymore? Is he not capable? Like, is he trying to defer? Like, what happened to him? I don't even know. <sighs> I don't know. Bro. I don't. I don't, I don't have an answer for you. Yeah, I let's don't. not even spend time on the Wizards anymore, bro. It just right, makes me depressing vibes. So, end of the day, the Heat are going to secure the sixth seed. Yes. The Nets are probably going to fall to eight, nine, maybe ten. The Hawks are going to continue to be mid. The Raptors suck and the Bulls suck. And, oh, my God, this playing race is bleak in the East. Yeah. It's dead in the water. But the top the is nice, though. Me. But the top of the East is fire, and that is the where we're going. The top is great. That's <laughs> the where top we're is g- nice, man. <laughs> exactly. Love me some top. <laughs> <laughs> Moral of the story, whoever makes it out of the play-in are getting absolutely curb stomped by the Bucks and Celtics. <laughs> Ta-da! Oh, that's, a, that's a good line, though. That's a good line. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go ahead. All right, we it, we did good speeding good. through that. I'm proud of us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah fuck those teams. Let's move on <laughs> to the infamous TikTok time. Let's go. Ooh. 57 minutes in. As you guys know, as always, we're starting with a draft. This time we're doing one that you guys have been asking for a lot for like fucking months. We're gonna do a left-handed players draft. Let's do a let go, let go, let go. First let pick go, Donovan. Second pick me. Third pick Mo. Real straightforward. Only left-handed players. I had to Google left-handed players because like, I really couldn't even think of that many. Yeah. So yeah. if any of these aren't actually left-handed, Google led me astray. Y'all got to let me know. Yeah. So let's draft NBA lineups with only left-handed players. All right. I'm making up for the generationally bad performance that I had in our, in our second overall uh, draft. Mm. With my first pick, give me James Harden. Fuck. Nice. I was hoping you didn't pick him. As you should. As you okay. should. That's where I got to go. Second pick, David Robinson. Solid. Nice. As you should. As you guys should. Okay, and now this is where things get kind of really wonky, but I'm just going to go ahead and sure up my defense. I think this is the second back-to-back draft that I had where I sucked at him. Give me Bill Russell. Okay. Say that again without all the wordiness. I'm not going to use it for TikTok. Just say the pick. Yeah, this is for the podcast. People. Cool. Give me the OG Bill Russell. Okay. Back-to-back drafts. You got him? Yeah. Who else? Oh, shit. On top of Burroughs, I forget. I get to do this shit twice. Along with Bill Russell, along with Bill Russell, I already know this dude's going to be generational. Give me Zion. Spacing nasty right now, though. But give me Zion. That's a, it's kind of a reach, but I, I, I okay. respect it. Okay. Yeah. Do I want Manu or do I want Shea Gildas Alexander? Shea is, is right-handed. Google got you wrong on that one. He, should, he, sh- he shoots with his right. Shea's right-handed. Long Shea? Yeah, Shea's right-handed. Yeah. Promise you. Yo, okay. And so was, <laughs> and so was John Wall? John yeah. Wall is right-handed. Yeah, John okay. Wall sh- shoots with You know, head. Google said it, but I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. Second pick, 
I don't know how he's still here. Give me Manu Ginobili. Nice. That's solid. All right, that's dope. All right, like I got James Harden at my one. Let me get. Let's see, all the bigs are gone. Give me Chris Bosh. That's a real good pick. Okay. I can't believe I forgot Chris Bosh was there. Oh, I hate myself. Okay. I hate myself. And I hate then myself. we're going to – let me try to space this out. Give me Chris Mullen. Fuck, I was going to pick him oh next. There's like no – Yes, sir. Yo, yo oh, I, I think Donovan right is his name. Grimps, Isaac. We're here. Fuck. Damn. Okay, well, there's not a lot of threes available, so I'm going to reach like crazy. Give me Michael Red because I got to get a small forward. That's nice. That's nice. Oh, man, that's uh, – all right, whatever. Okay, so I could go a lot of damn angles. The death is getting bleak, but go ahead and give me – oh, man, the spacing is kind of nasty on my team. Someone already selected David Robinson, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay, cool. Just had to just had to be clear on that one. So the spacing is kind of nasty on my team. I have Bill Russell and Zion. So I need a three, a two, and also a one. At this point in the draft, I think that for spacing purposes, give me Mike Conley. Okay, that's good. That's solid. Okay, that's fine. Oh, Your shit, turn. it's my turn again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I always forget this, Man, bro. Just make sure they had a like, I'm once. never going to like understand. Or, People like, thought the their fucking stream glitched never out. Gonna be with me, bro. <laughs> All right, so I got Julius Randle, and now I need a two, and I also need a three. Now I need someone who's going to give me fucking buckets. I see Ben Simmons right there. I'm not going to pick you, my man. <laughs> 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 All right, so go ahead. And gosh, this is this is this is getting really thin, bro. This is getting really thin. But at my two, ah, damn, bro. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> He's always waiting with silence in their knees. Yeah, I know. All right. Um, what position does, does this guy play? Let me let me do like a quick little research on this shit. As if he see if this is a position that I want. Then I'm taking it. Okay, cool. Shot clock. I got a small. I got a small front court. Give me Archie Baldwin or Nate Baldwin. My bad. <laughs> Na- Nate Baldwin. <laughs> Nate Tiny Archibald. Say that yeah. again. You fucking oh, fumbled yeah, that Nate a little bit. Nate Tiny Archibald. Give me Archibald, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that yeah. was an awful delivery. What All the right, fuck hey, that? listen, we're putting shot clocks in. Like you got to. <laughs> I'm just playing. Got names down. I, I love constructing my team. Would you say? I'm so glad you didn't pick this guy. Give me De'Aaron Fox. Ah! I wanted to, but my no! I couldn't do it for the spacing, bro. I couldn't do it for the spacing. Need it. Okay. I don't... Dang it. That really, really messed up what I was going to do. Um. Okay. Give me... I need some. I need a little bit of shooting. Give me Tayshaun Prince as, at my two. Okay. Okay. And then just for some enforcer, big body vibes... Give me Zach Randolph at the four. I like that. Okay. I like my last pick, I like this draft for you, Donovan. For my last pick, I thought about taking Julius Randle, getting a little scoring punch. But oh, yeah. you know what? Give me give me De'Aaron Fox's partner. Give me DeMontis Sabonis. <laughs> Beam team. Nice. Beam team. Nice. Beam team. This is nice. This is nice. All right. And this is my last pick, right? I got yeah. I got Tiny. I got Mike Conley, Bill Russell, and then Zion Williamson. Give me Lamar Odom. 
I need that versatility, bro. Give me Lamar Odom. Where's the spacing? Jesus. Covering covering the, t- the small backcourt that I have, it just makes sense. This is 1960s spacing. <laughs> Let it be known, Mo once again has the worst team. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I think I redeemed myself. Going for me. I, I think I redeemed myself. Okay, so you I got good. De'Aaron Fox, Manu Ginobili, Michael Red, DeMontis Sabonis, David Robinson. Okay. Your team is nasty. Okay, I have, I have James Harden. Tayshaun Prince, Chris Mullen, Zach Randolph, Chris Bosh. That's a nice team, man. You Damn, having Harden does a lot comments. for you. So that's, <laughs> yeah. Having Harden carries a lot. Yeah, exactly. I think you have the best so. player, but I think I have the second and third player with David Robinson and Manu, so I don't know. Uh-huh. Yeah, you, you, you for sure do. All right, well, what you say your team again? Uh, Mo, yeah, uh, so I got Mike Conley. I got Tiny Archibald. Then I also have Lamar Odom, Zion Williamson, and Bill Russell. My Oof. team's not a sleaze. You act like you're gonna run over. You got my good team. players. You got good players. It's just like imagine a Lamar Odom, Zion, Bill Russell lineup. Hey, Lamar Odom in 2023, we gonna get him right, bro. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> <You're gonna laughs> with that shot. This man is running pick and rolls in the restricted area. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, bro. We spamming that LeBron AD combo. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Okay. Let's move on to the next thing. Now it's time to talk about Underdog Fantasy, the best and easiest way to play fantasy sports online, specifically with the Pick'em feature. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single night of hoops if you get five correct entries. But if you're not feeling that risky, you could do what I did and just hit a simple two-man entry. I hit higher on Miles Turner and DeMar DeRozan's over on Monday's games, and I got a little bit of money, and that could be you too. And the best part is that you sign up today using promo code TD3, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100, and that's even more free money to play around with and win on these entries. So, again, sign up today using promo code TD3 and get in on the action today. We're going to do something we did a few weeks ago where we had Mo was hosting it, and he um, named three players, and we had to decide what they all have in common. So we're going to do it again, but I got some players for you all to talk about. Cool. Hope this is Let's hard. roll. What do these NBA players have in common? Ugh. People always make fun of me for doing the hand thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pull my hands. What do these NBA players have in I can't, I can't talk without It doesn't even hit right, bro. It doesn't. it doesn't. What do these NBA players have in common? That's right. Be you. Be yourself. <laughs> yeah. Fuck the comments. Jaron Jackson, Chris Bosh, and Lamar Odom. Jaron Jackson, Chris Bosh, and Lamar Odom. Hmm. Are they all from uh, Texas? Okay. I don't know, but that's not it. Jaron Jackson, Lamar Odom, and Chris Boss. They're all power forwards. Well, I mean, duh, but no, that's not it. <laughs> they're all black. <laughs> that's it, sorry. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. No. <laughs> Jaron Jackson is not left-handed. No, he's right. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, this was a little hard. Jaron Jackson, Lamar Odom, and who else? Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch. Do they have all the same... Three point percentage? Nah, uh, nah, that's that's too deep. I don't know. This is this is tough. This is weird. I mean, a lot harder born? than last time. Last time, mobile too easy. Yeah, were they born in the same state? Nah, I mean, maybe, but that's not it. What is the current day like NBA connection with like the three of those dudes, Donovan? I'm trying this to. Is hard. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to think. So you said Jaron Jackson Jr., Chris Bosh, and Zach Randolph. No, I said Lamar Odom for the last. Oh, one. Lamar. Okay, Lamar Odom. Okay. Yeah. So like, Jaron Jackson been on one team. There's I been know, they, no they, trades. They, they're all married to IG models. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I don't Y'all know. Give up? Yeah, 
I give up. They're all they're all yeah, the fourth pick in the draft. Ah, that was so fucking easy. What the hell, man? He fumbled. I didn't yeah, know. I had no idea where Lamar Odom was drafted. Yeah, <laughs> I should have known that. I didn't. I never knew that he was fourth. But damn. Yeah, I don't know how you could. LeBron yeah. James, Anthony Edwards, and Kevin Garnett. LeBron James. They were all the number Anthony one pick in the draft. Yes, but that's not it. That's a good one, but that's not it. Hmm. Okay. Um, you get half Anthony credit, Edwards. but that's not what I'm looking for. Oh, they all won Rookie of the Year. Not what I'm looking for. Wait, did Ant- Damn. D. Hmm. D. D. Two for two. Anthony Davis. That's what I'm saying. If I get half credit, like, <laughs> get I, I get I get one point. <laughs> did Anthony Edwards uh, win it? I don't think he did. Wait, did he? He did no, Lame- win. Wait. Lamelo won, I think. Oh, Lame- yeah, Lamelo won that. Lame- All right, never mind, never mind. I take that back. Incorrect. Uh, I said half a point. Let's see. LeBron James, Anthony Edwards, and Kevin Garnett. Gosh, what what is the correlation here with those three players? Okay, so you tell me. There's no real. There's nothing to tell about the playoffs or anything like that or really high-level accolades because Anthony Edwards ain't do shit. Like you said, Remember, it's a TikTok, so say your things like quippy. Yeah. Do you, did they average 20 in their rookie year? I mean, probably, but that's not it. That's not it. Damn, it's something more distinct. <sighs> wow, this was really obvious. Wow, Isaac is stumping us right now. Yeah. This was not hard. We are really blanking him. What is going on? I, my mind is lost right now. I, all right, I'm, I'm out move of Move on. They're all in movies. <sighs> w- yeah. What did Kevin Garnett play? That LeBron was in a movie. Uncut Gems. I forgot. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I forget oh, for LeBron two right now. Okay. 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 Next one. Ben Wallace, Fred Van Vliet, and Lou Dort. Ben Wallace, Fred Van Vliet, and Lou Dort. Yo, these are crazy. You, you set me up to fail. <laughs> I made it too hard, I guess. Let me see. Let me see. One, I need to see one thing about Lou Dort, and that will, that will confirm. Fred Van Vliet and Lou Dort. What the hell do these two have just in say common? It. If you don't have to say the guess. All three of them are undrafted. Correct. Y'all finally got there one. Let's go. go. There you go. Gotcha. Finally. Nice, nice. Okay. I forget Fred was undrafted. LeBron James, Jerry West, and Mark Jackson. LeBron James, Jerry West, and Mark Jackson. <laughs> nah, I was about to be out of pocket. <laughs> say it, say it, say it. Nah, I was about to be. Say it. Please. <laughs> <laughs> you got to say it. <laughs> they would all hit Savannah out the park. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> let me see. Okay. LeBron, Jerry, Jerry West, West, Mark Jackson. LeBron, and Mark Jackson. All right, so Mark Jackson is a very underrated passer. Maybe it has to do something with assists. Um, Possibly. But, I mean, but Jerry West, he's not like he's not like that. I don't. Do you think that Jerry West is top ten in assists all time? Yeah, I think I think so. Okay, we'll go with that. All three of them are top Could. ten in assists all time. I think that's true, but it's not what I'm looking for. You're close though. Mm. Okay. Damn, yo, these are stumping me. You know, I'll give that to you. I'll give that to you. I was looking for they all led the league in assists one year, but I think you're right. They are they are a lot top ten in assists. 
Okay, cool. That was a W. Nice, Add nice, that to nice. your bag, Donovan. I get that to you. You're caring. Holy shit. All right, two, out, two out of four. Listen, we have to get a winning record right here. Yeah. Man up. Dwight Let's Howard, go. Andre Godala, and J.R. Smith. Dwight Howard, Andre Godala, and J.R. Smith. Did they all come from the same draft class? You tell me. Did they? Yeah, that's my question. <laughs> none, of, none of them went to college. That they all came true. from the same draft class in 2004. There we go. Uh, there we go. Did Iggy go to college? I don't know. He I, did. Yeah, I think so. Yes, yes. He, yeah. did. he went to Arizona. Yeah, I was going to say he wore yeah. red. That's all I remembered. There okay, we go. y'all got three out of five. At least got a winning record. That's going to be a boring TikTok. God. I don't know if I'm going to post those, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, that was tough. This is oh, a I got, I got one more. Never mind. I got one more. There's six okay. total. De'Aaron Fox, Lowry Markinen, Shea Gildas Alexander. De'Aaron Fox, Lowry Markinen. And Shea Gilgis. Uh, they all played with Kelly Olynyk. Nah. Or Mike. Why Lee. would I no. pick that? That's crazy. <laughs> that's that's a Bro, crazy yeah. guess. Let's see. Okay. That was okay. kind of a good guess, though. No, it wasn't. Only one of them did. Dang. I have. I have no. I'm stumped here. You said this one I'm, is the easiest one by far. Repeat the I'm names again. De'Aaron Fox, Larry Markinen, and Shea. And Shea. Oh, they all made their first All Star team this year. Oh. Correct. Easy. Easy. <laughs> Easy. There we Look go. At y'all. Winning record. Let's do it. Let's go. Okay. Next thing we're going to do, we're going to do a shooter's tier list. We did all the positions tier list, went through one through five and one good. We're going to do one of, you're going to put these people in tier list just on their shooting ability. Okay. okay. Let's put these NBA players into a tier list based on their shooting ability. So obviously people like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson are S tier. Where is Damian Lillard? S. He's S tier too. He's S? S. Yeah. S. Okay. I, I, I'm not going to argue it. Yeah. Okay, then where's Kyrie? Ooh. He's Ky- A. A tier. I, I feel like you could argue Kyrie's just as good of a shooter as Dame. He, he, no, he doesn't have the range as Dame. Yeah. But his mid-range there, specialty is like a lot better. Yeah, I know. But like, I I value the deep range shooting more, more than the mid-range shooting because you yeah. can... Like mid range, obviously, like there's been so many players who are cerebral at that shit. Role players who are cerebral at that shit, but there is virtually like really like three players in okay. NBA history, really two, who are cerebral at it. Okay, we can put Kyrie in A, but I feel like he's also one of the best shooters ever. But I'll take it. Definitely, I agree. He's so underrated when it comes to that. And put him in S. Carl right. Anthony Towns. B. B tier. How do Just you weigh? A. How do you weigh the positionness of it? Because like he's not as good of a shooter as Kyrie, but. He's the best shooting center, so like you know, that, how do you weigh that, that? That don't. It doesn't matter to me. He can't get shots off the dribble the way that that Kyrie and Dame yeah. and and uh, and Steph can. He's not as good of a catch and shoot shooter as Clay Thompson or off the ball like moving the same way that he is. Like he's a he's a good shooter for what he does, but like he's he's solid, but he's not on their level of shooting. So you're going B? So, yeah, B for sure. Okay, B for sure. If you're weighing them objectively, that's true. You're right. Yeah, and I think in the next few years with the way the NBA is trending, we're going to see a, a better shooting center than Carl Anthony Towns. And it could yeah. be Victor Wembanyama, if you're being honest, bro. Listen, if listen, honest, listen bro. if Cat can come off some pin downs and knock down threes, then like maybe he could jump up, but like that's not how He kind of does do that, though. Like, he does do that a little bit. Not not the same way that Clay does. Oh, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> you, see, you see what I'm saying? That's yeah. that's the only difference. All right. D'Angelo Russell. Uh. I don't know. I think his percentages percentage are pretty good. So, I, but I'm gonna say B because no one's thinking of him as one of the best shooters. Yeah, he's not an A. He's either B or C. But I think he deserves yeah. B. Yeah, B is okay, B. fine. 
he doesn't have like elite shooting numbers, but his off the dribble mm-hmm. ability is like really good. And mm-hmm. I, I I didn't look at the numbers, but I'm pretty sure his off the dribble percentage is pretty high. Yeah, okay. I agree. All right, Beast cool. Zach Levine. Uh, I think he could be. He could be when he's on A tier. Yeah. But, but when he's I off, like C tier sometimes. Like it's, yeah, but I don't know if he's consistent like that. So I guess we'll just split the difference and put him at B. Okay. I think I think B is fair, but God, when he's on, like he has one of the most unstoppable yeah. jump shots in fucking league history, bro. Okay. LeBron James. Uh, C or D? <laughs> D. <laughs> C. Yeah, like D. Listen, this year his shooting, his three point shooting is ass. Yeah. I say C. Yeah, I just think when I think of shooting, I'm thinking of shooting all levels. Like, bro, he's by far the West three point, the worst free throw shooter that you're gonna have on those list. Oh, free throws! Like, like I didn't even think about free throws. That's true. Okay. Yeah. D. So are you going D? Ooh, that's interesting. D. All right. D? Yeah, we'll put LeBron in D. Oh, I feel like yeah. uh, okay. The fine. C is fair, but if like, we're bro, including free throws, you got to put him. You gotta I put would him go lower. C, but I think D is okay if you want to do that. Yeah, I say D. Put him in D. Tough. What about Luka Doncic? Oh, if we're going to say free throws, then he has to be like a C. I was thinking C as well. It's yeah, easy. So fair. he has that same tough shot making ability with the step back threes. But yeah. what makes him great as a scorer is really his rim finishing. It's not as much as like shooting ability. So like, I yeah. feel like he's got to be C. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Definitely. Let's put him there. It's so weird putting these great players lower. But like if we're just talking shooting, that's not, that's not what makes him great. Yeah, it's awkward. C tier it is. What's next? Julius Randle. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, C-tier? Sure. Yeah. Julius Randle, better shooter than LeBron James? That's crazy, yeah. man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Volume, his really? three-point volume is ridiculous. Like, it's eight threes a game yeah. on a decent percentage. Like, God, that is absurd, man. Julius yeah. Randle's we'll launching eight threes a game, and the yeah. Knicks are good playing that way? <sighs> Somehow. Yeah, he's launching eight threes a game, but, like, He's only been a 80% free throw shooter like once in his career and that's when he went berserk for the first time in in New York. If he was like an elite if he was an elite mid if he was an elite free throw shooter then he'd be B tier. So like he's got to be C I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think C is fair. Cool. That concludes our No, we got to do Trey Young too. Trey Young B. I want to say A because I think Trey Young's A. For all his faults, I think he is an elite shooter. I he's think, having a slow year, but Give him the benefit of the doubt. We've seen him for four years. He's a great shooter. Listen, he's he's a. However, his his long range shooting is is overrated in my opinion. It's yeah, not overrated not statistically. You're so wrong because he's number one in the NBA in terms of percentages and also attempts from long range distance, bro. Shooting thirty seven percent from thirty plus feet. That's ridiculous. Cooked. <laughs> <laughs> show me, show me. I refuse to believe. Because <laughs> when I listen, when I watch him, <laughs> he does not be doing that. <laughs> I Let got the see. stats, man. Let's put him up on Let the me screen. See. <laughs> he just said it. We just we're just gonna believe him. We won. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm too accurate for a reason, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we said, listen, before the show, we were talking about how Mo's a generational capper, and I <laughs> just be lying. I'm not taking this at, at face value. Capper, uh, look at the history, bro. People okay. back me. Let's move on to the next thing because I got to pee, and let's get out of here real fast. Damn, but two more TikToks. Next thing we're going to do is, I'm going to have you guys name the top 10 scores of the decade. And you're going to have to guess names until you get the full top 10. Okay. All right. Okay. Can you name the top 10 scores of the 2010s? Let me say this. 
Can y'all name the top 10 NBA scorers of the 2010s? Donovan, let's, mm. not, let's knock this shit out. All right. LeBron. Yep. LeBron's number one. Steph Curry. Choice. Yep. Yep. Steph Curry's number five. James Harden. James Harden's number three. Where KD at? KD is number two. Okay, cool. Where's Russell Westbrook at? Number four. Y'all got top five already. All right. Okay, cool. Paul George? Uh, do we want... Paul George is not in there. Do we want to throw in... Um... Fuck, what's that dude's name again? How did I forget? Oh. Damn, what's that dude's name uh, again? It was literally Dame. in my head. Yeah. Nah, Damian Lillard is not in there. Dame is not in there? Nope. Is wow. Chris Paul in there? No, Chris Paul can't be in there. Chris, nah, Chris Paul passed it too much. Yeah, wow, that's, he's not in that's there. That's crazy that Dame's not in there. Carmelo Anthony, he's in there. Carmelo Anthony is number eight. Yeah. Shut up, uh, Melo. Because <laughs> considering his career like took a dive at the end of the decade, the fact that he's still on that list, I love Melo. <laughs> Top-notch bucket getter, bro. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, um, Kawhi's in there. Kawhi's not in there. Nah, he di- he didn't come on until late. We gotta think about guys who were like in their prime, kind of around like 2012 too, that could get in there. Is um, dang. I'm trying, I'm trying okay, to so D Wade's not in there, correct? Because he was like a little bit kind of washed. I don't know. Are you there. asking? Or are you telling me? What do you say? He's not in there, so He's no. Um. I'm gonna I'm I'm just say I'm gonna just say Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade's yeah. there. He's number nine. <laughs> My okay, smart cool. giveaway. Okay, okay cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So we got one through five, and then we have nine and six. Nine and eight. Oh, nine. And six, eight. seven, and ten are still on the board. Six, seven, and ten. Six, seven, and ten. Okay. Uh, you almost sold Dwayne Wade. You're lucky. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So who else is next, Donovan? Who's another elite? Guard that we're hmm. missing out on, or forward guard. I feel like Dude, listen, listen. Embiid is, Embiid is up there. I know he did. He didn't get drafted. He didn't really play. That's he got a, drafted in 2016 or no, 2015, 2014. You're right, 2014. He didn't play yeah. for 2016. I mean, hmm, okay. So is Embiid in there? Nah, no, obviously not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel All like right. uh, is Dwight Howard on this list? Dwight Howard is not on this list. Not a terrible guess though. Hmm. Okay, cool. So if Dwight Howard is not on this list. Is Cat on this list? When of course, Cat's not on this list. Is Ka- oh Kyrie? Yeah. Kyrie's not on this list. Paul, do we already say? Do we already say Paul George? You already yeah. guessed Paul George. He's not. Oh, okay. He's not on here. These last two names are kind of hard. It's not who you think. Hmm. <laughs> I hope it's not no fucking Paul Pierce or anything like that. Oh my God, is it Paul Pierce? No, it's not Paul Pierce. Oh God, thank God, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, is Dirk no on the Pierce. list? No, Dirk's not on the list. Damn. These last two players beating our ass. Three. Three. I don't think. One of them has to be a big Donovan. I, okay, I'm talking about. Is Kobe, is Kobe on the list? No. Nah. That's what I thought. Uh, I, just had to, I, just, I just had to say it. Wow, this is this is tough. We really got to. Let's, let's ramp this up. Let's ramp this up. So let's think 2010, like. Top, who are some of the best players? Top scores around that age, obviously. It was Kobe, said Lou all day. LeBron, D Wade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell no. Nah. Uh, uh, what about? Oh, is John Wall on the list? No. Is Jimmy Butler on the list? Y'all are doing terrible. No. Yeah, we're missing, bro. Y'all give up? Nah, nah no, nah. We, we're gonna say uh, just no, not just a yet. little bit more. Just a little bit more. Yeah, I feel no, like yet. 
Hmm. He was putting up crazy numbers. Is, is Kevin Love on the list? That's oh, a good guess. Shit. He's not. What? I'm surprised he's not. What? He's not. The Hall of Famer not on the list? That's kind of crazy. Uh, DeMar DeRozan? No Kevin Love. DeMar DeRozan's on the Ooh, list, finally. That was a cl- okay. You clutched that one okay. out. Number seven. You got okay. number six and number ten left. Okay. Six and ten. I'm trying to think of like franchise guys over the last like decade. Yeah. The last two both played in the Western Conference. I'll say that. The last two okay. both played in the Western Conference. Like, predominantly. Okay, that's you going to give me. Okay, predominantly. Cool. Predominantly. Okay. Perfect. Is Devin Booker on the list? Of course not. What? I'm just, listen, I'm just asking. <laughs> that boy has an abundance of buckets. That's not a. He's an abundance of buckets. That's not a bad guess. <laughs> okay. Western Conference. We had so you already got Caleb. All right, yeah, so listen, we went through through the Rockets, the Mavericks. Yeah, there's there's nobody on the. I mean, listen, nobody on. The, yeah, no, nobody on the Spurs is going to be yeah. top ten in the decade. Nobody on the Grizzlies, I don't think is going to be there. Yeah, no. Nobody on the Utah well, Jazz is going to be there. Uh, we already went through OKC. Um. Yeah. Okay. OKC's not there. Sacramento's not going to be there. What about Demarcus Cousins? Nah. Damn. I am so no DeMarcus confused Cousins. right now. Y'all never going to get this. Okay, they're both front court players. Front court players in the Western Conference. Listen, we have two clues. If we do not get this, <laughs> I'm going to be upset for the next week. We, <laughs> we have to figure this out. What are, what are we doing? Western, Western Conference. I'm going to cut out so many bad guesses. It's going to be... Yeah, I know. I know. It's going to be ridiculous. All right, the Nuggets... We talked. We talked about Melo. Jokic is, isn't going to be in there. Um, I'm look at teams. Yeah, let me let me pull up these teams real quick. Wow. Gosh, bro. And it Dame Dame is already on the list, correct? No, he's not. Dame is not on the list. That's fucking crazy. Oh, bro. um, Lamarcus Aldridge. Lamarcus Aldridge is on the list. Nice. Let's go. Perfect. There we God go. There we go. There we go. Okay. All you have left is number ten. Number ten. Gotcha. Gotcha. I'm still very, very shocked that um that oh boy, uh that Kevin Love was on the list. Yeah. I mean he went to the Cavs in twenty fifteen, so like he only had four years. Is it Anthony Davis? Nah, that's a good guess. It's not Anthony Davis. That's a good Which, guess. I'm surprised Anthony Davis didn't have more points than this guy. Mike Conley? No, no fuck no. <laughs> that's disgusting. Oh he did he did say front, front court. Yeah, front court, front court, front court. Nah, um, this, is, this is crazy. We have one more. Yeah, this is insane, bro. We cannot. We're not finna go out with a loss like this. And I'm like, not going not, out. It's that. not Jokic. Can't be Jokic. It's not Anthony Davis. Obviously, like it can't be Tim Duncan because he was watched at that age or towards that. No, you're not taking too long. Career. I'm finna just tell you, Tim Duncan. What'd you say? I'm finna just tell you who it is. No. Is it Tim Duncan? No. Y'all right at a time. The 10th player on the list is Blake Griffin. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking this one to the chest. That hurt. (laughs) He's a very forgettable all-time player. So, like. (laughs) 13,000 points, though. That's all it took? Damn. Yep. Shout out to Blake. Fuck, bro. No one even thought about the Clippers. Unbelievable. I've got one more TikTok segment left. Let's do this and get out of here. Because I have to use the bathroom.
We're gonna do something, Dang. something you know, classic. I'm gonna name two players. You tell me which one's better right now. Okay. Right now. Yeah, right now. Which NBA player is better right now? Kyrie Irving or Devin Booker? Oh, Devin give Booker. Me Devin Booker. Devin you know, Booker. It's easy to say Devin Booker because all the baggage with Kyrie, but it's kind of close. It's Not, close, it close, but still. Yeah. Devin Booker. <laughs> Give me Devin Booker. It is close. It's not a walk in a park. But Devin What Booker, makes you lean Devin sure. Booker? Donovan, why do you think it's Devin Booker? I think Devin Booker can play off ball just a little bit better than, than yeah, Kyrie. Yeah, that's true. And I think the defense is better. Um, I actually think that their defenses are like a wash. Yeah, Kyrie's it, defense is a little underrated. Booker might Booker's also an underrated defender, but yeah, right, it's probably a wash. Yeah, I think I don't know. I value the I think I think body. the fact that Devin Booker can get buckets endlessly. I know Kyrie does this as well. They're both tough shot makers and tough shot takers. But it's close. It's hard. They're it, kind of they're very yeah. similar players. It's very close. Very close. Um, we we can go Booker because of the off court stuff, and that is a part of it is the chemistry element. But I I want to say it's a tie. You could say it's a tie. I'm not be. mad at you, but me personally, like if. I'm a franchise and I'm picking a player today just for to play for my organization to my organization for today. Give me Devin Booker for sure. Actually, okay. actually, time out. I'm switching. I'm switching. I'm going Kyrie. Let's go. I told you it's close. You can go either I'm, way. I'm you going your fucking Devin Booker propaganda again or I'm what? Going, two two things two things stuck out. I think Kyrie is an underrated uh playmaker and for sure. and two Who's Booker though. Yeah, I but Kyrie Kyrie for for sure though. Um uh, yeah, so I think Kyrie is an underrated playmaker, and then also Devin Booker. That little moment that he had with the Mavericks, that that front runner uh, moment that he had, it does not sit well with me. So I'm taking Kyrie Irving. <laughs> okay, God, bro, Anthony Edwards or Jalen Brown? This is hard as hell. This is disgustingly hard. I'll take I'll take right Jalen Brown. Right oh. now, I think Jalen Brown probably is the better player. But that could yeah. literally change in two weeks from now. I'm going to go Jalen Brown's better right now until Anthony Edwards makes a little bit more of a leap of consistency with his off-the-dribble scoring and playmaking. Yes, but sir. this time next year, it's going to be Anthony Edwards. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. Jalen Brown is putting up the crazy numbers with literally no with Jason Tatum, who was an MVP frontrunner in front of him. So, yeah, give me, give me, give me JB. Absolutely. Yeah. And also, JB is probably the better defender, even though his defense is kind of overrated. Yeah, it's inconsistent as hell. Yeah, but once that passing comes around with Ant, it's gonna be him by a mile. Traps. Jordan Poole or Josh Giddy? <laughs> Josh <we>? Giddy. <laughs> give me, give me, give me the Bob Cousy type play style with the cool hair and the passing vision over the turnover machine. And Jordan Poole. It's Josh Giddy. Yeah. People aren't gonna like that because these kids love Jordan Poole. He's flashy, dribbles real well. He got the bag. Shooting. But Josh Giddy's a good player, He got the bad ease, bro. Josh Giddy is slow as shit, but gets to the rim at will. He's a great passer, a solid defender, much better than Jordan Poole. It's got to be Giddy. Yeah. Yeah, Josh Giddy get it all over the court, bro. And he's all crazy. He had not a single move in, not a single move in sight, but he gets to every spot he wants. Yeah, guaranteed. You watching right now probably have a bigger bag than Josh Giddy. John Morant or Shea Gilgis Alexander? Shea. Shea. That's so crazy that it's that easy for y'all. Yeah, John Morant's coming off the bench right now, bro. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> Today. So, like, this is, it's an easy, easy question. He's a bench player. I know right why y'all are saying that. I'm, I'm going I'm I'm to resist the recency bias and go with John Morant still. I refuse to comment on John Morant at this time. 
<laughs> you saying that like you were part of the investigation? <laughs> this man doesn't want to catch a Rico charge. <laughs> oh, man, now, I can yeah. see why y'all do that because Shay's rim pressure is like damn near as good as Jaws. But I think Jaw is better at utilizing his gravity to score to create playmaking opportunities. He's not the best pass in the world, that but is, I think he's a pretty good playmaker, and I think he drives offense a, fan, a little bit better. Yeah, I think John Morant's way more of a natural playmaker. He was an elite playmaker in college, and that has translated into the NBA. But that's just not a big part of his game anymore. But when it comes to Shea, when it comes to Shea's game, it's so bulletproof. Like you can't <laughs> poke holes in it, other than uh, yeah. like. <laughs> You say <laughs> the way you said that is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I can see I'm you saying that, that Shea's a more reliable scorer in the playoff setting. That like he's, yeah, I can see you saying that Shea's just a better scorer straight up. I, I can see that, and you could also say he's a better defender than Jaw. Definitely is. But I just think Jaw's a better driver of offense overall in terms of impacting his teammates. Yeah, I can't be mad at that. But give me the bigger dude. Give me Shay. Man, those big dudes. <laughs> Let's not do this again. <laughs> Cream City. All right. Jalen Brunson or De'Aaron Fox? Uh, this is Ooh. tough. I don't know De'Aaron what the answer Fox is to this one. fourth quarter, but Jalen Brunson has been looking like a left-handed Lillard. That's a good fucking name. I like that. That's yeah, fire. So. Let's go um, left-handed Lillard. Yeah. I Listen, I got to back my guy. Jalen Brunson. I, think I, got, De- I got De'Aaron Fox. Why? I don't even know, honestly. Like, where do you, you draw the line? Yeah. Like, there's similar levels of scorers. There's similar levels of passers. Neither one of them are amazing defenders, but they're also not bad. I don't know where you draw the line here. Yeah, man. Uh, I think it will be a lot. Ooh, man, this is tough. I think Jalen. Ah, uh, man, I've seen Jalen Brunson in the playoffs before, and he's done serious damage. And now that he has a team that's caring towards him more, I might yep. have to flip sides and say Jalen Brunson. But something in my gut is leaning towards Mr. Fourth Quarter and De'Aaron Fox. I plead the Beam. fifth. <laughs> I will go De'Aaron Fox simply because I like to shout the word Beam Team. Exactly. Beam Shout team. out to <laughs> Damian Lillard or Anthony Davis? Damian Lillard Ooh. or Anthony? I'll take Dame. Dame's, Dame yeah. has been going crazy. Now listen, <sighs> yeah. the Blazers suck. They are trash. However, Ass. the one bright spot that they have in the entire city of Portland is Damian Lillard. And Happy so, you know what I'll say? You know say? The Lakers suck. The Lakers are trash. The one bright spot they have right now is Anthony Davis. That is not true. That is not true. They have more bright is, spots than AD. But is AD having the best season of his career right now? Uh, when nope. he's healthy, damn near, honestly. like he. So the thing is health, obviously. If you want to say Dane's better because he's more consistently healthy, can't be mad at it. But if we're looking at when they're both on the court, they've been like... Dane, uh, AD's been just as good production-wise. Damian Lillard scored 71 in a game this year. Correct. I'm taking him. Yeah, yeah. I can't be mad Give at him. The, the fact that like I can just go to Damian Lillard and I know I it's an automatic 30 and it's going to be an efficient 30, it's that... Wow, I can't, I, I can't even talk. It's speechless. It leaves me speechless how good he is <laughs> on offense. Yeah. I just think there's an argument for AD because the two-way impact. He's legitimately one of the best defensive players alive. But I, yeah, definitely. I, I can get behind Gorman Lillard just because he's such an amazing driver of offense. Like, yeah. I, I can agree with that. Yeah, exactly, bro. And to be honest, if I'm a team, I, if I want AD to play a game for me, I don't know if we'll be able to finish that game injury-free. 
fuck around and <laughs> yeah. walk out of the game it's... with a sprained pinky, bro. I'm <laughs> it's so hard to look at AD outside the injuries when it's such a big factor. So yeah, exactly. We can go. We can go, Lillard. And that's the last thing we have. I'm so tired. I feel Ooh. like these TikToks kind of suck today, but we'll see what we can get out of them. Yeah. Nah, we we got some good stuff. Yeah. If you're still here, comment. I have to go to the bathroom. PP City. Don't comment that. Comment. That I have to go crazy. to the bathroom. The, <laughs> the first one. The first one. We're getting out of here. We'll P-P talk to you guys City. next week. All right, Peace. Bye.